Welcome to the unspoken truths of digital leadership, living the leadership values. Our guests will talk about the unspoken truths of leadership, the values, the dark side and the learnings from dealing with conflict with integrity. Discover how they lead more effectively, how they make decisions, how they live their leadership values, and how they deal with the consequences that happen because of the decisions that they make. I am John Opoon, I will be your host of the show. Please note that there may be explicit language used during the interview. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Unspoken Truths of Digital Leadership, Living the Leadership Values, where our guests will talk about the unspoken truths of leadership, the dark side and the learnings from dealing with conflict with integrity. And today I have a special guest with me, Sarah St. John. Thanks so much for having me. Entrepreneur and founder of Frugalpreneur, I believe. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> so, Sarah, please share about a little bit, you know, how you got into the whole digital space. And before Frugalpreneur, how did it all come about? Yeah, so I started my entrepreneurial journey back in 2008. I had had six different jobs that year, uh, not at the same time, but over the course of the year. And then I decided to start a photography business because I decided I wanted to work for myself. Um, and I realized that while I like taking photos of animals and landscape and architecture, I didn't really like taking photos of people, but that's where the money is. I was doing weddings and portraits. So, uh, but the bigger issue beyond that was just the expense of maintaining end up keeping equipment and software and lighting and all of that. Uh, so I decided to switch to a online business. Um, and I tried a bunch of different things because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I tried like drop shipping, affiliate marketing, blogging, <laughs> all of that. And, um, but it was in the course of doing all that, that I discovered all these free or affordable tools and resources and software um, that you can use to manage a business. And I decided to write a book called Frugalpreneur, uh, talking about the different ways you can run an online business, uh, the different types of online businesses, and then how to manage them on a budget. And then I got the idea to start a podcast to coincide with the book, also called Frugalpreneur. But it was just going to be, you know, maybe 10 episodes or something. I was interviewing like the CEOs of the different companies I mentioned throughout the book. Um, but then the podcast was getting more leverage and traction than the book. So I decided to stick with the podcast. And now I'm at like 70 episodes and um, just making a lot of connections that way. And then I'm just like so... I guess obsessed with the podcast industry now that I launched my own podcast production agency because I was doing my own podcast editing and producing and doing a, a good job of it. And people would be like, oh, I, you know, complimenting it on how it sounded. And I was like, well, if I enjoy doing this for me, why not get paid to do it for other people? <laughs> so I, I started that, and that's Podseam. And then I started a podcast resource directory for people who are looking to start a podcast. It's like a central place they can go to discover different resources and tools to get started. Um, so yeah, so I'm, and I'm working on a 
course about podcasting and just kind of all things podcasting now, but it, it was um, an interesting journey getting there. Tell us more about the journey that you went through, you know, going through the different online businesses like affiliate, affiliate marketing, drop shipping, because I think a lot of um, digital um, people, I would say, or digital marketing people, um, especially myself, I can relate to that because I was jumping from one, one shiny object to another. Like I was testing, you know, does drop shipping, is that something I want to do? Affiliate marketing or online trading and um, all sorts, right? So tell us more about that. Yeah, and it's uh, funny you mentioned um, shiny object syndrome because I had that. Uh, and I think that's one problem a lot of entrepreneurs have. And if there's one thing I could go back and change, that would probably be it, is that I would start something, but then something else would, I, I would find out about another option to make money online. And so I would be like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me try that. So I was just doing a whole bunch of different things, not really sticking with anything for a very long period of time. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was, <laughs> that was a problem. And I think I finally have overcome that. Um, and cause I've been doing the whole podcasting thing now for about a year and a half. Um, and haven't been looking around for other ideas to, to make money online, but yeah, I did the drop shipping thing. I had, a a business for baby onesies and, um, and basically what drop shipping is, if someone isn't familiar, it's like you're the middleman basically between the customer and the wholesaler, you kind of like Amazon, but, and you don't have to keep an inventory or even ship the stuff out. They purchase on your website and then the wholesaler sends it out and you make the difference between the wholesale price and what you're selling it for. So, um, but yeah, I think the problem with that was that First of all, people are so used to getting their stuff like in two days because of Amazon Prime. But with drop shipping, it's usually coming from other parts of the world. And so it, it it can take, you know, two, sometimes up to six weeks for people to get their stuff. So that's kind of a problem because then people, you have to make that clear. But even when you do, people get upset about that. Um, and then plus, if you're making like for me, I was maybe making five or ten dollar profit per onesie, but I mean, you'd have to sell a lot for the to you know be worth it after a while. So make up for the time that you do customer services, right? Right. <laughs> well, and I mean they they handle the customer service technically, but it's still going to come through you first because they bought it on your website. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's it can be a mess. <laughs> and prior to um, starting a business, was it something that you were always passionate about starting a business or is it just came into your life? So I think, I, I mean, I don't know if people must be born with some kind of entrepreneurial gene or something. I feel like I was uh, <laughs> because as a kid, I was like, I would take free stuff that I got for free, like candy and pencils and whatnot, and sell them to my friends. So I think I've always had that entrepreneurial bug, but it wasn't really until I was out of college, I guess, that I really started <laughs> uh, pursuing that. But 
Yeah. Like when I started having regular jobs and stuff and realizing that that's not really <laughs> what I wanted to do. I want to do my own thing. So <laughs> how did you get about to find your own thing? That's an interesting one. How did I go about finding that hmm. or, or realizing? Um, I think, well, I think it was that year, 2008, when I had so many different jobs and I was just, you know, and I was used to holding down a job for long periods of time, like at least a year, if not beyond that. Um, and so it was just like, things weren't working out. And I was like, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, working for other people, you know, I could um, be more creative and probably make more money um, by doing my own thing. And so, yeah, I think it was that year. It was just kind of, I think w when I had a job where it was stable and I had it for, you know, many months and I, it was fine. I liked it well enough you know, I wasn't really thinking in terms of entrepreneurship, but then when all those jobs kind of came and went, some of them lasting three months, some of them two weeks, you know, it's, I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's always interesting because there's so many people that, you know, some people say they, they start business because they wanted to get financially free and some people because of chasing a passion. Like, for instance, you started your photography and then you switched uh, over to online. How long did it take you from photography to doing finding podcasting? Or did you have a few years of trial and error, trying different things, and then finding podcasting? So I started the photography business in 2008, and I had it until 2015. Mm-hmm. And then it was 2015 that I started doing all the different online businesses, um, doing this, that, and the other. But it, I actually, in 2015, I also started an online travel agency. And that actually did pretty well. And I thought that was going to be what I was going to do forever. Uh, but then I started podcasting in 2019 and was falling in love with that and losing interest in the travel agency, especially then when COVID hit and I had to cancel all my bookings and with tr uh, the travel agency, you don't make money until the person's completed their travel. So it was a lot of work for no pay at that point. So I decided to close that up and just focus solely on podcasting. So basically I guess, so photography from 2008 to 2015 then I did all kinds of stuff between 2015 and 2019, like drop shipping, affiliate marketing, blogging, all that stuff, plus the online travel agency. And then 2019 through now, I've been doing podcasting and then been doing all things podcasting, uh, I guess, full time since 2020, because I closed the travel agency in 2020 as well. So. <laughs> And how have you been coping through, um, you know, your mental health and emotions and all that things that come with it? Because this is the stuff that obviously we don't talk about in enough in entrepreneurship and how scary and challenging it can be, right? Um, mm. And we don't, and because very much we don't have a big circle enough to talk about this stuff with, and not many people mm. understand what we go through in in pursuit of this entrepreneurship journey that we go through, especially in the online space. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I found the biggest struggle is like the people that I'm around family and, and friends and whatnot who don't understand entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurial mind. And, you know, they, they see all this work and you, you spend all this time working on something and then it might take months or years or who knows to actually start seeing the fruits of that labor, I guess, like getting paid for it. Um, so I think that's been probably my biggest challenge is just people because I've met a lot of entrepreneurs online through podcasting and things like that through interviews like this. But as far as actually physically knowing other entrepreneurs, I don't really know many like personally. Um, so pretty much my whole family, all my friends, all of them it's not their thing. <laughs> they don't really understand it. Um, so that's a challenge sometimes. <laughs> and when how I say, you, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. How did you, how do you um, cope, cope with it? And um, I mean, I, I try to explain it to them, but they, <laughs> they still don't really get it. So I kind of just, I don't know. I actually just don't really talk about it much because I find that when I start talking about it, they don't get it and they don't even seem that interested <laughs> or they almost seem annoyed sometimes when I start talking about it. Like, all right. like, you know, I guess because they're most people's mindset is like, okay, you go to college, you get a degree, you have a real like day yeah. job and you work yourself up the ladder and all that stuff. But, um, so I think that's kind of what they're all, that's what they do. That's what they're used to. And that's kind of what we're taught, I guess, in school is that's what you're supposed to do. And so, <clears throat> yeah. So a lot of times if I do start talking about it, they, they either seem uninterested, annoyed, confused. <laughs> so I try not to talk about it, I guess, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Fair enough. No, that's true. That's something that I... I kind of stopped explaining myself and it's, it's a very difficult uh, realm to talk about, especially for those that don't understand the entrepreneurial mindset. I'm not mm -hmm. sure why is it so different, but I, well, actually I do like <laughs> since doing the work for so many years now, I, I do understand, you know, previously where I was in the whole 95 realm is like, you get a job, you pay bills, you start a family and then you kind of, you die. Like that was the, 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 the blueprint and I was just like nah I'm not following this blueprint I'm, I'm creating something a bit more exciting than that <laughs> whatever that looks like and it's it's things like you know, connecting with entrepreneurs like yourself on podcasts like this is like who's on across the other side of the world and I'm just like wow I get to speak so many other people who's making a difference in their lives and doing something they enjoy and passionate about that we get opportunities like this that we don't think about if we stayed in our own little nine to five bubble. Yeah. And, um, I'm, you know, when live events start coming back, I'm hoping to actually start meeting some of these people that I've been, you know, meeting online. Cause I was going to go to podcast movement. It was actually supposed to be in Dallas, Texas this year where I live. So I wasn't even going to have travel expenses or anything. But then, of course, COVID, you know, so I'm hoping that 2021 that 
I'll get to go to these different conferences and events and actually meet some of these people that I've been talking with and whatnot. <laughs> That's awesome. And talk about more about Frugalpreneur. Like, what is it? What is it that you do, and and how has your leadership um, been with digital leadership in in it? Yeah. So basically, um, you know, I started as a book and then into the podcast, and it's. I I do some solo episodes where I talk about different things that I've learned or lessons I've learned, or I might give a review of a particular software or something that I use for my business to, ma to manage it on a budget. Um, but then I interview people who are in the online space um, and get their perspective on, on different things. I've had episodes about podcasting, self-publishing, affiliate marketing, you know, different things like that. Um, and basically I guess the whole point of the podcast is that, you know, I think a lot of people think that starting any kind of business, even an online one is expensive, um, but so I'm just trying to show people the different options for online business because there's so many and how to do it on a budget as close to free as possible, <laughs> actually, at least when they start out. And then, of course, as you make money, you can spend more money. Uh, but yeah, so I guess um, that that's kind of how I help. And then, you know, if people need help direct help or have direct questions they can ask me and um because uh, i found that one area i'm pretty good at is that someone might be interested in starting a business but they have no idea what and or maybe they're not even interested in starting a business at least they don't know that they are but of uh, me being able to kind of pick out and point out what they'd be good at like even some friends of mine i'm like they were well okay so i have this one friend who was really good at making cakes i'm like have you thought about you know starting your own cake business and now she has and it's very successful and now i'm just trying to get her to get off facebook and get on get a website she does all her business through facebook um which it's good to be on social media but you need to have a website you know and so <laughs> trying to tell her the importance of that. But, um, and then another friend like has a really interesting story and I'm like, have you thought about writing a book about that? And she's like, Hmm, she hasn't, but you know, I planted that seed in her head, I guess. And so just different things like that. Like I'll just, and it's not like I'm even trying to, it's not like they're asking me for that. At least my friends anyway. Um, but I'm just, there's something that they might be saying or there's something that I noticed that they're good at that I think that they could turn into a business. Um, so just different things like that, just finding the strengths in people and what they could do. Hmm. Interesting. And how, how has that helped you with leadership? Um, well, I guess in a way it's like leading people in a way to, to where, opening up their eyes to options because i think like my friend who has the cake business like i don't think it was something she really thought about she, you know starting a business around that um and actually and i haven't told her this yet 
But I got this idea just the other day of, you know, because she has two kids, she still has a full-time job. She has the cake business. She hardly has any free time to do anything because it takes so long to make a cake. I started thinking, um, because they're, they're really elaborate cakes, not like a sheet cake. Um, I started thinking, I wonder, she could like start a little online teaching business, like teaching other people how to make cakes and how to start a cake business or something. I haven't talked to her about it, but it's just like stuff like that. I get these ideas and I guess in a way that's kind of like leadership because you're, you're leading people to, to these different ways of thinking and, and whatnot. Yeah. Well, you're opening up them to ideas and possibilities that they never thought of. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're bringing out the best in them without them knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I understand how difficult it can be like, to force change on people because people don't like change. Mm-hmm. But if you subtly open them to, especially your, you, know, you and your friend, when you're saying, "Have you thought about this? How about how about how about we do this and and try this out and see where it goes?" and without them even knowing, they've they've started a, a full online cake business or something. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking of bringing that up to her because. I mean, she started the physical cake business because of my suggestion. So why not start the online cake business? And then, and then she could maybe get to the point where she doesn't even need to actually physically make cakes for weddings and things. She could maybe even make more money just teaching other people how to do it. <laughs> or even hire a team to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and have you grown your own, own online team with the podcasting? Uh, actually, currently, I'm still doing everything on my own, but mm-hmm. I have thought about, you know, maybe next year getting like a VA or something like that, some kind of assistant to take care of just like the day-to-day mundane, you know, task, email, whatever. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm doing it all myself. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no, that's um, I understand completely where that is because I'm doing the same thing. I, everything is is me. The content, the the marketing, the sales, mm-hmm. the content creation is like it can be very full on. So I understand where where you're coming from with getting a VA. That's something that I was looking into as well. Just outsource, even mm-hmm. maybe creating you know, uh, audiograms or just the marketing materials, graphics, and show notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think, like, as far as podcasting goes, a lot of people think that they don't have the time to to podcast because they think about all the editing and production, like you said, the audiograms and show notes and transcriptions and social media graphics and all of that stuff. Um, and so that's basically what I, uh, when I just launched this podcast production agency, that's what I help with. So like someone can just record their episode and then send it to me and I take care of the rest. So that's basically because I enjoy it. So, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, some people, it kind of depends on if they have more time or more of a budget, I guess. So um, I've never personally outsourced any of my stuff. Um Maybe just because I'm frugal like that. <laughs> but I realize like how much time it can save because for every, I've noticed for every hour episode that it takes three to four hours to do everything else, like the editing and producing and just show notes and all that stuff can take 
you know, maybe four hours. So <laughs> it's, I can see where not everybody would have the time for that and want to outsource it. So that's <laughs> why I started that business. Oh, no, it's absolutely because I read something um, earlier today about like the podcast journey or something, mm -hmm. the podcaster journey where they kind of have this little flow diagram where they start off excited <laughs> and then they go on this high, they release a few episodes, it goes flat for a bit, then they have no listeners, so it goes down. And then they kind of like have this flat line where they're just like not going anywhere and then kind of climb up <laughs> mm. when the when the listener views or hearers um start populating over a certain period of months or years even. But uh. most most would give up before they even get there. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, not usually a overnight success. You have to stick with it and be patient. Um, and a lot of people wonder, like, well, how do they even get listeners and subscribers? And um, but the thing is, is the podcast directories—they're all search engines. And then even like Google is now transcribing podcasts so like if you were to search something in google it might pop up a podcast and and i think being a guest on other shows too whether you have a show or not i think you should guest on other shows because then you're getting access to their audience and, and leveraging that so it's kind of it's a slow process but then it kind of starts to snowball a little bit as you get reach more people and whatnot. But yeah, it's definitely not an overnight thing. Well, my, my opinion anyway, is I think let's go back to why did we, why did we start a podcast in the first place? Mm. I think that's the most important part that most people kind of forget. Mm, mm -hmm. And like, for instance, you know, the unspoken truth of digital leadership on this show, it's about, in, you know, interviewing guests like yourselves to talk about, how you handle the, the tension and the stress and being overwhelmed with work and then, you know, balancing between life, life and business. Mm -hmm. And also how, you know, how, you know, how you cope with your family members and your friends that don't understand or get what you do and have no clue or understanding of how you feel, how you get through day to day, you know, those types of challenges that we go through, they, they won't be able to relate to us. Mm -hmm. And so that's what drives me to broadcast this type of um, guest uh, experience and journey to other people and say, look, this is the type of journey we do go through. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think like with my podcast, my goal or motivation or the reason I started it was to help other people realize that they can start an online business and do it affordably because I think people just assume that it, it's expensive or they don't even think of the different possibilities. Um, Cause I feel like even if someone has a full-time day job that it's important to start at least a side hustle online business uh, and then build that up. And either that can take over and become your full-time job or at least always have it as side hustle or, you know, side income in case, you know, like for example, COVID, whatever happens and like, say you lose your job. I mean, you just never know. So it's, I think good to, for anybody to start one just as a backup plan of nothing else <laughs> or in extra income for, you know, paying down debt or saving or what have you. 
And how did that that come about with um, you know pursuing your business with friends that understand you? Are you working in partnerships with other entrepreneurs or other um, online you know, digital marketers and, and people? Uh, well, not really working with. Um, I mean, I guess I've partnered with a couple. Um, like, for example, I came out with my third book uh, in October called Podcastpreneur. And so I was able to reach out to a couple of people and them basically give the book out for free uh, to their audience through email um, and then, you know, got more subscribers and things like that that way. And, or I'll do like giveaways and things like that and give away books from different um, entrepreneurs. And so I guess I've kind of collaborated a little bit with different people, but I don't really, I guess, directly work with anyone other than just talking to them on podcasts and mm -hmm. the occasional collaboration and things like that. <laughs> and how about mastermind groups? Are you in any? No, not currently, but I've, there's a few that I've been interested in. They're just so expensive generally. Um, but one of these days. <laughs> Something you're working towards too. Right, exactly. <laughs> Because generally, that's what I found um, most helpful is having a support group of entrepreneurs that, mm. whether they're in the same space or not, it's just to be in the entrepreneurship kind of circle mm. or support group where they you know, they go through the same thing, same journey. They have their ups and lows. They have their own family and all that. They don't understand them, their own challenges. But it's so the support group, I think. Yeah, I have. I mean, I'm a member of some like the Upreneur Academy. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, and some very, and some like podcast related ones, like podcast host Academy, podcast success Academy, different ones like that. You know, the more affordable, you know, $50 a month type of ones versus, you know, 10 grand a year or whatever. <laughs> uh, so, the, so they're not masterminds, but they are communities where um, it's primarily like, it's a membership so it's primarily learning through like videos and pdfs and things but there's always a community aspect as well and i'm actually starting a community myself a free community um probably i mean it's already kind of up but i haven't really officially launched it yet probably in a few weeks but um for people who are building their businesses and things like that so i think that'll be interesting to kind of lead my own little community as well <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's how I kind of started as well with the community aspect was to create my own little community of people that I wanted to serve and support, you know, with, with digital leadership and things like that. Mm -hmm. Definitely something to look into, especially, and they also, you could help them um, accountability as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just to get things done, making sure everyone's taking and not dropping off. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Podcasters Paradise. That's another one. Um, John Lee Dumas. I'm, I'm sure you're probably familiar with him. <laughs> Entrepreneurs so far. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And then in your downtime, how do you, you know, cope with the the stress and the tension that comes along with the work and balancing life? <laughs> yeah. So I find that I'm pretty much. I feel like I'm always working on business stuff. <laughs> um. I mean, like if I have something planned out, like an event or something with family or friends, then 
you know, I don't like business doesn't get in the way of that. But if I'm, if I have nothing planned, I'm usually working on business stuff. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll read, but it's usually business related books. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty much, I feel like I'm always doing something entrepreneurial related, whether it's reading or I listen to different podcasts or watch YouTube channels, different things. I feel like I'm all, if I'm not working on my own business, I'm learning about business. <laughs> so you're working on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Myself or my business. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I can absolutely relate to that. If I'm not doing anything, then it's pretty much most time business mm -hmm. <laughs> or myself yeah. or education. Yeah. And, and that confuses people too, because they're like, you know, they might be into watching TV shows, like they'll binge watch a show on Netflix or they'll play a video, video games, or they'll actually go out to sporting events or play sports or whatever. And like, that's their idea of fun for them. But so they're like, why do you spend all this time doing your business stuff when you could be doing this, that, and the other? I'm like, well, but that's kind of the same thing for me. It's like my idea of fun, I guess, is business stuff. <laughs> Is there anything else that you do outside of business stuff that's fun? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, well, I like to travel back there when we, go. That's we a good when, one. yeah, when we could travel. Um, yeah, I've been to like London, Paris, Rome, uh, Mexico, Canada, all over the U.S., uh, the Caribbean. Yeah, so I like to travel at least once or twice a year. Uh, I actually had a trip planned to Hawaii in April um, and it was completely paid for with my airline miles. I had accrued so many, um, but of course that got canceled. So <laughs> I'm just ready to start traveling again. I think that's the main thing is uh, outside of any kind of business related stuff. That's the main thing is traveling. And what got you interested into traveling? Because you started your own travel business yeah. as well right yeah so how, how did that come about yeah so i started the travel agency because i liked traveling so much and and i liked planning travel and itineraries and doing it for other people so i thought why not you know <laughs> it's always like if i like doing something for myself why not get paid to do it for other people um be true i agree <laughs> but as far as what got me interested in traveling because i didn't really Beyond just going to see family, I have family in Iowa, but beyond seeing them every year, I didn't really travel much until I was out of high school. And, and then especially once I was on my own, um, I think my first trip was to Cozumel on a cruise and I don't know. And I just caught the travel bug and was traveling once or twice a year after that all over the place. So. <laughs> It becomes, um, I guess, kind of like business and podcasting. It becomes an addiction or obsession. <laughs> like those things have, I'm like, just wanting to go to all these places. Like I want to go to Scotland and Ireland and Australia. <laughs> What's next on your list to go? Um, well, I might do that Hawaii trip. Although I have been to Hawaii like a decade ago um, to Oahu but I'd like to go to Maui and uh, the big Island. Mm. Um, but I also really want to go to Aruba for some reason. Like I want to go to Flamingo Island. 
It's where like the flamingos are walking along the beach and you can feed them. And there's an iguana island. And I'd also like to swim with pigs in the Bahamas. <laughs> Just very specific weird things. <laughs> Have you traveled to Asia yet? No, I haven't. I yeah, I would like to do that. Um, I'd like to go to Japan. I think specifically, mm -hmm. I'd like to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything specifically about Japan that attracts you? Um, I, I guess the food probably. Well, really, actually, all of Asia, all the food. I'm really into like. <sighs> I like sushi, I like boba, I like moki, um, Chinese food, Thai food, I don't know, just all of it. I just want to go there and eat all the food. <laughs> <laughs> now, Japan's absolutely beautiful. I was there about two years ago with my oh, fiance. Okay. Oh, wow. Absolutely beautiful. Um, the culture, the people, just so kind and so clean, and mm. it was just like another different world out there yeah wow so i highly recommend that one okay yeah i'll have to add that higher up on my list then <laughs> <laughs> and anything else on business for those that are looking to start online business what kind of um advice and would you give them you know for starting up because nowadays especially in this kind of situation you know with lockdowns and the limited access to going out, uh, the more people are going to be shifting online. Mm -hmm. oh. um, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different online business models. Um, so I would say establishing first what business model you want to try first. And um, my book for Goldpreneur, it actually like covers the different types and the pros and cons of them. And, um, but then once you establish that and figure out what you want to do, uh, I think definitely having a website is important. Um, a lot of people think they can run their business on social media and you should be on social media, but the thing is with algorithm changes, I mean, people aren't even seeing your stuff unless you pay to boost it. Um, and then, you know, who even knows if Facebook and all these others will be around in a decade and, Plus, you're not getting access to their email addresses. And so it's important to also set up a, an email, uh, use an email marketing platform, which um, I use SendFox. I think for any content creator, it's a pretty good one for any kind of like blogger, podcaster, or YouTuber, because you can put in your YouTube link or your podcast or blog RSS feed, and it'll automatically generate newsletters every single week. Uh, with your latest show or uh, post and automatically send that out to your list. So it saves a lot of time and it's free actually up to like the first 3000 subscribers. Um, so I recommend that. And then, you know, with a website, you need a domain, uh, which you can get for a dollar at one and onecom That's where I get my domains. <laughs> and then, um, the website, if you do it with WordPress, that's free, except for the hosting, uh, which you could get for as little as, you know, three bucks a month, depending on what host you use. Um, and then you could even create like a free logo in Canva or pay someone five bucks on Fiverr. And um, yeah, so I would say once you figure out what you want to do, 
you know, establish your online presence with a website uh, and then also with email marketing platform and get your social media set up as well. And so all of that stuff, you could get started for like five, ten dollars. And then um, and then, of course, depending on what you're doing, then you'll need specific like if you're starting a podcast well you'll need a podcast host and things like that so you'll need specific things depending on what route you go but i think everyone should start at least with a, a website and an email list <laughs> and generally that's under 20 bucks mm. yeah yeah i mean i mean if you were to create your own logo and you did it's a dollar time. domain. Yeah. And it's and, time, isn't it? For themselves and the, the knowledge of knowing how to. Yeah. Well, Canva makes it pretty easy. But yeah, you I, you could hire someone for five bucks on Fiverr. That's what I did for my um like my book covers and things like that. So um yeah, you can get started really affordably online, especially when you don't have if you don't have to keep an inventory or you don't have like a physical office location and you don't have that overhead and all of that. So. Awesome. Thank you very much. And for those that want to look out for connect with you a bit more, where can they find you? Um, so actually all three of my books, I give away for free, uh, the PDF version. Um, if they go to the com forward slash free, and that's Sarah with an H and then St. John is S T J O H N. Uh, and then, you know, I'm all over social media at the Sarah St. John. Um, and then if they're looking for podcast specific related things, um, the podcast production agency is podseam.com. And then the directory is podcast resource directory.com. Awesome. I'll make sure to put that in the, in the links as well in the podcast. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. So thank you very much, Sarah, for your time. I appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unspoken Truths of Digital Leadership. I hope you found this interview insightful and useful. Please remember to subscribe and review the podcast. And if you have found it useful, please feel free to send it and share it to your network as I will be very appreciative that it will spread and help out more people in the world. If you would like more information or the show notes and resources that I will be providing you, then please go to www.johnopoon.com, go to the blog and find the podcast section. Step up, show up and stay up. Take care.